Ramadan Kareem to our listeners. This is Business Extra, coming from the Nationals Newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm your host, Kelsey Warner. If you're observing the holy month, it is very likely you are upping your media intake, streaming, watching, and scrolling. That's according to market research from Ipsos. And to talk about trends in media and what is new amid the streaming wars, I'm joined today by a titan in the industry, really, CEO of OSN Group, Joe Kakabani. Hey, Joe, thanks for being here. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. So as CEO of one of the largest entertainment content companies in the region, you oversee a multinational, multi-platform, multi-content streaming enterprise across 20 different countries. You deliver paid TV, streaming, and original content. So are you watching Succession? That's really all I want to talk to you about today. Of course I am. It's a great show. And I'm, I'm personally, I've been a fan. And I haven't watched the second episode, but I did me see neither. the first one. All right, we're on the same page. But thank you for thank you for bringing succession to Abu Dhabi. Thank you for bringing it to the region. Which Roy, which of the Roy children do you root for? I like Shiv. I don't know why. I always I always root for Shiv. <laughs> That's an uncontroversial opinion, I think. I think yeah. In the end, I think ultimately we're all rooting for the Roy children, right? At the at the end of the day. You know what? And I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I don't want people to think that I've seen it and I'm I'm spoiling it. But I always think that Logan will always win somehow, some way. And uh, and he's a fantastic actor. We've had him here for uh, for the HBO party a couple of weeks ago. What a great guy and what a great actor. And I think in the show, he, he will always come on top. But again, I don't know anything. I've not seen it in advance. I'm watching with everybody else. And I've only seen the first episode, which I really like. OS, and the way it works is you guys have an exclusive multi-year agreement with HBO. When does that agreement end? Oh, we can't say when it ends, but it's a multi-year, as you rightly said. Uh, but uh, we don't do it only with HBO. First of all, our business model is to partner up with you know the best global studios out there. And we have partnerships with Universal. They're known as well for their streaming service, Peacock. We've got a partnership with Paramount that probably started in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. We with other studios like MGM, you know, we work as well with independents, uh, we work with Sony, etc. And we have one that's really dear to our heart, which is the Warner Brother Discovery uh, uh, partnership that we just extended and expanded. And, uh, and yeah, and we keep, we get to keep HBO exclusively in the Middle East on OSN. So we're very happy with that. And it's not going anywhere in the short term as far as, as far as we know. Okay. It's not. So in terms of the partnership agreements aside, demographically speaking, kind of what are you seeing in terms of viewership trends? You and I watch Succession, but what is the average what is the average viewer of OSN Plus, which is your streaming service? What are they coming for? What are you seeing? Now, Succession is stopping the charts for sure. Uh, before that, we've had The Last of Us. If you remember around January, that was like the mm-hmm. biggest show. Did extremely well. Last year, around you know the end of the year, we had uh, we had Yellowstone and we had White Lotus that did very well as well. And then prior to that, I think we had the House of the Dragon, which was probably one of the biggest shows uh, ever. And uh, and so we see our 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 subscribers really watch these shows. A lot of them rewatch the old seasons before a new one drops, uh, and that's on the western western side. But also we see. Now, especially during Ramadan, our Arabic, uh, our Arabic content and Arabic adopt content, like the Turkish series, uh, the Fahd Haram, for example, the latest season is on us, and we see we see them watch that or our latest uh, show, something not very traditional, not not scripted, uh, like uh, Jalsa, which is a sit down, uh, effectively between Anas Bukhash and his mother Hala Kazan. It's an amazing, it's an amazing show. If you've not seen it, it's very Ramadan like. It's shot in there, you know, it's very homey very relaxed and a very open conversation between Amos and his mother, who, by the way, is, is an incredible individual. 
Do you see in terms of viewership during Ramadan, do preferences change? I know that it's from a sheer time spent standpoint, viewership shoots up. But what what else are you seeing trends wise? What is the share of Arabic, more traditional content to the Western shows that you referenced at the top? I think from a viewership perspective, uh, people watch more TV. They have more time. TV, that's one. And also, uh, you see a lot of streamers, including ourselves, uh, you know, offer make offers of Ramadan. So, for example, we have this like 50% for the next three months. And all of our competitors have, have special offers for Ramadan period. So, a lot of customers take advantage of that. So, A, uh, viewership goes up. The second thing we see is that viewership shifts more towards series, rather than, let's say, movies. And it's probably because there's the typical Ramadan series that's kind of a 30 episode that you watch on a daily basis. And, and, and you see, so that we see statistically that series overtake movies and other genres in terms of, uh, in terms of viewership. We see Arabic does better. I mean, we don't give percentages for our platform because our platform is not mainly you know, focusing on Arabic, we're, we're predominantly Western content. We have Arabic content that we see people watch or Turkish content, as I said, uh, that is dubbed in Arabic. And also we see kids' content as well do well over, over the weekend. So these are the general trends that we see during Ramadan. And I would say, uh, you know, probably our competitors will see the same thing. Is this is this haymaking season during Ramadan? I mean, advertisers, it's a, it's a prime time for ad spend. Ad spend goes up at this time. So for OSN TV, is this a make or break time of year for you? Not necessarily, actually. For us, uh, first of all, we're more, more, mostly a subscription-driven service. At this point, has that when when would you say that that shift happened from being so you're a subscription-based service, but have you always considered yourself a subscription business? Yeah, we've we've always been a subscription mostly business. We do have ads, especially on OSN TV. We've always had a little bit of ads, but we we don't like to dilute the experience. If you want, with with ads, we've always been kind of pay TV premium subscription on our OSN TV, and the same thing is on OS Plus. So we don't have any ads on OSN Plus. It's a it's a very smooth and clean experience for our subscribers. Looking at OSN Originals, when did that start to? become more relevant for your business model. And I want to talk a little bit more about what you're investing in there. But talk about the origins of OSN Originals and what you guys are doing there. We've always dabbled in Originals over the years. And we started announcing a number of projects. We announced in December a feature film with Ahad Kamel called My Driver and I. Uh, in Jeddah. It's a story actually that takes place in Jeddah. Uh, uh, We are now making a new announcement on a series as well in the Gulf. Uh, we've launched, uh, if you've seen right now during Ramadan, I spoke about Jalsa with, with Anas Mukhash and, and, and Hala Kazim. We also have Stand Up Arab, which is a, you know, 30 day. It's more of a platform for, for young comedians. And we've picked comedians from all over the region and they do like, a, you know, a, a small stand up uh, part. And we, you know, we do have two comedians per episode. And, and we have a lot of plans. But as you know, building a slate takes time. So we have a lot of exciting projects that probably hit, uh, hit our platform hopefully by next year i saw back in 2021 you all had announced that a quarter of your content would be via osn originals that's a pretty ambitious target where where are you at in hitting that goal and is and does that goal remain honestly i don't like to think about it in volume like you know Volume is, is not a benchmark. I mean, we have, you know, thousands and thousands of hours on our platform. I think what matters is quality. And instead of saying, I probably did not make that statement, but uh, the 25%, but, you know, the, the way I, I would say it is that we want to have 
premium content that can sit nicely next to the big shows from HBO and Universal and Paramount. And I think probably this is really our North Star, rather than saying, I want to produce whatever, X number, X thousand of hours. Sure. Of, of, of. That's, an, so amb- it's an ambitious target. It's also an expensive target. So Netflix, Amazon, they spent north of $17 billion last year to, pr- to produce, to acquire all of their content. What is OSN's yeah. budget for content? As you know, Kelsey, we're a private company that is owned by a public company, Kipco, and um, and we can't disclose these numbers because they're they're not in the in the public realm. Uh, but we do have we're very well backed. We do have a big budget. Not you know, it's not in the in the same uh, level as the Netflix and the Disney's and and the Warner's globally. But remember, we do only buy for the Middle East region, so we don't need to spend as much. We only spend twenty billion dollars to have a good content proposition, but we spend a decent amount, and we're very grateful to the backing that we have from our shareholders. Thinking about the just the breadth of the geography and the population that you serve in the UAE, obviously it's very expat oriented, but the Middle East, North Africa region is definitely not a monolith. So where in terms of content creation are you guys focusing? Is it Saudi Arabia? Is it Turkey? What are, Strategically, what sort of content are you honing in on? When we buy content, we buy Western content. Western content travels well everywhere, right? Like everybody wants to see Tom Cruise, you know, fly a jet and, and a Top Gun. Everybody likes to watch Logan Roy in succession and so on. So, uh, the, you know, Western content travels extremely well across the region. Now, when we're producing to complement this Western content, I think in the region, we, you divide it into three. I mean, generally speaking, you would look into, uh, you know, Gulf or Khaliji content. That's probably, you know, Saudi or Kuwaiti content uh, or even Emirati, like the show we have right now. You would look at what we call Pan-Arab, which is more Lebanese, Jordanian, Syrian, Iraqi. And you would look at Egyptian content. Egypt has a long history in, in producing content. These are the three main ones with some opportunities that can come up out of the Maghreb and in Tunisia, Morocco, or Algeria. So this is how you look at your different content. And that's how we, we produce uh, taking these uh, into, into consideration. Everything, it seems, is starting to look like TikTok. We're seeing kind of a... Uh, <laughs> there's no homogeny in MENA, but there's starting to be homogeny in technology. It's, it's starting to feel like... How much do you pay attention to short form? How much do you pay attention to media trends? I know we're talking social media here, but how much does that actually kind of enter into your your purview? You can you can think about it this way. We compete for attention, right? Mm, exactly. Like, content is everywhere. And you, you get your fix by either spending hours on, you know, the, the social media platforms, looking at short form and, you know, uh, skipping through. Or you can come and watch, you know, a movie or a series on, on, on OSN. And, and for us, it acts like a benchmark. Like when we, when we look at content, we always ask ourselves, does this belong on a free social media platform or does this belong on a subscription platform? And, and, and that raises the bar because I can't get your attention right now with just any content. There's a lot of user-generated content, a lot of a lot of content everywhere. I have to give you engaging, enticing content for you to come and subscribe on my platform. And this is why we adopt the strategy of partnering up with the biggest studios, carefully creating the biggest shows globally, and then adding to it, hopefully, premium as well, regional content. Because for that, you would say, fine, I need a subscription, I'll pay money. Otherwise, I'm competing against a lot of, you know, infinite user-generated mm-hmm. content. And, and we need to be different. That way, so, that way lies madness. I'm sorry? I said that way lies madness. But exactly. 
There's two parts of the TikTok conversation, though. One is short-form content certainly having a moment. It seems like it's what more and more audiences are preferring. But secondarily to that, or sort of fueled by that, is the algorithm. Its ability to tailor suggestions and make sure that what you're seeing is exactly what you want to be seeing at every single moment that you're on your phone. How much is al- how much are algorithms informing OSN these days? Could you guys be I mean, doing more? Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and we keep on investing in, in in data and data science. The more you know your customers, the more you listen to them, the more you 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 follow what they're watching and what they're liking and what they're not liking, what content they're finishing, what content they're starting and not finishing, maybe uh, what you're recommending, what they're clicking on. All of this informs us and makes us better at recommending uh, to our customers good content. Because the, remember. You know, as OSN, you moved from kind of linear TV, which is a passive experience where you as a subscriber will sit on your couch and and zap and look at created content ready for you to now having to make the active decision on the on any streaming platform where, okay, I want to watch Succession. I would search for, you know, The White Lotus or I would search for Yellowstone. So I need to educate you and I need to inform you about what Yellowstone is, what Dwight Lotus is and why you should watch it. And I need to make sure that with the short attention span you're giving me, that I'm recommending content that you would like. So investing in, in, in data science is, is very key to us. Um, you know, we do it today, but I'm sure we can get much better at it. What we're feeding into now is a talk about a war for talent. Where, and there's multiple layers of that. So in OSN Originals, there's ambitions to hire best-in-class screenwriters, creators, directors, actors. And then on the other side of that, OSN as a technology company, as, a, as an algorithm engine that's generating, you know, tailored content to viewers. Where are you recruiting from? How do you, how do you think about talent in the company that you oversee? So, so the, talent, uh, the talent we work with when we talk about the original productions or, or local production is, is from everywhere. And we're open... There's a lot of up-and-coming talent everywhere, like in Saudi Arabia, I mentioned even in Tunisia, in Morocco, in Egypt, and even we've seen right now comedians, like we've got them from everywhere. Uh, So that's very promising. Uh, So what we try to do is we we don't compete with that talent. Remember, we're we're a network, we're a broadcaster, we're a streaming platform. So we are there, we are a platform for them to use. And, and, And talent usually likes to work with OSN because of the strengths of the brand, but also because they want to see their works featured next to the best you know, uh, the, the best assets globally. And I think that's a very appealing proposition. So yes, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are trying to do this, but I think we bring to the table a an interesting proposition for talent and they like to work with us uh, and we source them from everywhere, as I said. Okay, other side of that, how do you source your tech talent? Tech is global. And uh, we do have, we work with partners globally. We have partners work with in Europe, we have partners work with in India and we source talent in a place like Dubai, uh, it's a it's a global city, and you have access to the talent pool that is global. So we have a very uh, diverse and international tech team in Dubai, and we work with, as I said, with partners as well internationally. And that makes up, if you want, the the, the tech talent. The streaming wars conversation feels a little dated at this point. It feels like we've been in that conversation for years now. What's next? What's next in terms of trends? What are you watching your back for? I think you know the, the streaming wars. What it created, it created a lot of options. Okay, and I think, uh, and you have now a bit of option fatigue. So, you know, you liked initially that you had the streaming service that you can watch anything, you know, you like anywhere that you want it. 
And that's fine. That's a great proposition. Uh, but I think now that you have, I think in MENA in the last three years, we've added like 24 services. And I think right now we're about 50 services. Can you imagine 50 services? Like a customer doesn't know, like we don't know what we want to choose. And am I subscribe? Am I subscribed to five? Am I subscribed to four? So and I think now the next the next frontier is to solve that for the customer. And you do that in two ways. One is we're playing the aggregation game. And this is what OSNTV is for us. So the, our traditional linear business is right now a hybrid experience of linear TV and apps. So we call them zappers and appers. And, uh, and we find that people like that. They want to watch the news. They want to watch a, you know, OSN movie. And then they want to go to their favorite app. It could be OSN Plus and, you know, binge on a series. And we have that in one environment. So aggregating in one environment solves the problem. And I think that's that's one part of it. The other part is, is, is OSN Plus itself. And how do you keep it differentiated? Because yes, you have 50 services. Churn is a big issue in the industry and you see people coming in and out trying different services. How do I keep you? How do I gain your loyalty? And I think we do that in two ways. One way is by providing that premium engaging content for you to come back to us that differentiates us from the others. But the other thing is what you rightly uh, asked about before is having a superior recommendation engine. If you have a good recommendation engine, if I give you what you need and I give you always good quality, over time you stay faithful and, and you stick with us. And I think the future, you know, I think the industry will probably consolidate. I think a lot of players will probably fall out. And I think there would be you know, fewer players that will dominate the market in every region, and our ambition is to be one of those. So you're not open to acquisition, but you might eye your own acquisitions? Actually, I didn't say that. I think we're always open for acquisitions and we're open for partnerships. So we're a purely commercial player, and uh, we do realize that scale matters, that consolidation will happen. Uh, We've carved out a very nice niche for ourselves, uh, being in the premium subscription uh, area that fits nicely against most of the players here, and we're very open to having discussions that basically uh, that would bring a better service to the client uh, and will will make us the leading provider in the region. So Kareem did this for Uber very elegantly. Would you say that you could do this for a Netflix or an Amazon? I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to say who we can make it or do it for. I think, uh, as I said, we're we're a pretty unique player uh, with the type of content that we have and our revenue model that I would say a lot of people would be interested in in working with us. Joe, fun to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time. Same here, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. That's all for today. All that's left is to thank our production team and you for listening. See you next week.